The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Listen to these chilling words. I'm planning to die today. You'll probably hear about me on the news. The final chilling words by Audrey Hale, her final messages before she shoots up a private Christian school, taking the lives of many, including little children. Yes, this school included elementary grade children. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. I'm planning to die today. You'll probably hear about me in the news. So before these little children are murdered by yet another school shooter, she's anticipating, Audrey Hale is anticipating being in the headlines. Let's start at the beginning where every case starts with dispatch. Listen. They've got a description of white camo and they're actually hearing gunfire. Be advised, stay out of the general area of Burden Hills Road, Hillsboro Pike, confirmed active shooter. Metro Midtown is on a school shooting, fourth of multiple victims down. We are training metro radio traffic at this time, unknown which school or where they're transporting, but it sounds like there's multiple victims down inside the school. Shooter is down as now as well. 
multiple victims down. They will be sending them to VUH, VCH. This time, all radio traffic will be kept to a minimum except for emergency situations only. Can you imagine what's running through their minds as they realize the address they're giving out is this little Christian school full of children? Let's go straight to body cam. Listen. Joining me right now, special guest Peyton Muse from Fox 17, Nashville reporter with Fox17.com. Peyton, thank you for being with us. I can only imagine what the officers are going through at that moment, going all the way through the building, trying to find the shooter who ultimately kills so many, including little children. How did the whole thing start, Peyton Muse? So at 10.13 in the morning, we were told Metro Police received a call about an active shooter inside the Covenant School. And if you don't know, the Covenant School is in a suburban um, neighborhood. It is a very nice, quiet part of Nashville. It's in the Green Hills area. And officers entered the first story of the school, began clearing it right away. Officers heard those gunshots from the second level, and that's when the shooter was also shooting at police. 10.13 in the morning. I mean, you know, frankly, straight out to Jason Ocean's um, veteran trial lawyer across the country now located in New York. Jason, you don't think of violent crimes happening at 10 o'clock in the morning because statistically they don't except for school shootings. Well, that's correct. School shootings happen uh, sometime early. The anticipatory uh, actions of the shooter relative to, you know, engaging uh, do start early for some reason. Yeah, you know, because they know that's when all the children are there. They're all there starting at 7.30 in the morning. It's amazing how many school shooters strike in the morning, unlike all other crimes which happen much later in the day or in the cover of darkness guys i want you to listen to our cut one chief john drake from the national pd at 10 13 today uh officers responded to a shots fired call uh to covenant school it's a church school uh officers immediately uh responded uh, a team of five immediately went in the school uh, went to where uh, gunshots were being heard and engaged uh, the suspect. We have identified the suspect right now, uh, tentatively a 28-year-old female white. So guys, almost immediately, we understand who the suspect is. 28-year-old Audrey Aiden Hale. And the shocker is Peyton Muse joining me from Fox 17. Hale actually went to Covenant School. Do I have that right? Yes, you do. They said that they believe that she went to the school. Police 
confirm that. They are not too sure for how long or when she went to the school, but that is something that Metro Police did confirm. You know, I, I'm just curious, and I, I want to go to um, another special guest joining us, Dr. Teresa Gill, professor of psychology and psychotherapist. Dr. Gill, if you go to, so I mean, I wonder, I wondered immediately why target a small Christian school, but really, why target any school? Uh, but in this case, we find out the shooter actually attended the school. Well, when they talked to one of her classmates that she attended school with, uh, they interviewed her on the news, and she said that um, she was given a text message that, I'm going to kill myself today. You will have more than enough information about why I'm doing what I'm doing, and it will make more sense in time. So... Um, not quite sure it's all conjecture at this point. They're talking about the manifesto or journal that she left, and I think that's going to detail much more. I don't know if that's a part of um, if she felt socially isolated, if she felt condemned by others, if she didn't feel part of the group. What was the anger or the rage that made her go back to the school and target the teachers and the children there. To Ken Trump, joining me, President of National School Safety and Security Services and author of Proactive School Security and Emergency Preparedness Planning. And boy, do we need you now. According to all the so- sources, Covenant School said all their doors were closed and locked. But I find that really hard to believe because how did the shooter get in? And this, again, is a school she attended which makes me wonder if she knew about some entrance that the rest of us don't know again. The name Audrey, now Aiden Hale. What do you think, Ken Trump? I think that there's obviously some grievance, something that attracted her to that particular school. With regard to the time of day, yes, school and shootings do happen earlier in the morning. Sometime at breakfast, as kids arrive at 9.30. By 10.30, 10 o'clock, maybe up to 11, they're actually starting school lunch period. So you tend to have more movement around. As far as the building itself, reports say that the building, the doors were locked and possibly uh, confirmed that they have, she shot out the glass out of the door and stepped through. We saw that similar pattern in Sandy Hook. I served as an expert witness on the civil litigation on the defense for Sandy Hook inspected that building prior to it being taken down. It was not the entrance doorway, but the glass next to that, and then stepped through that. What I did hear in that video of the officer's body cam is school people were outside immediately feeding information that they knew, albeit limited to those officers. So that was certainly uh, helpful as well. But it sounds like that there was some detailed planning, possibly some surveillance of that area, certainly some diagrams of maps and doors where there was some planning involved. Absolutely, Ken Trump. And you're right. The school does say they had all the doors closed and locked. She did blow out, shoot out glass and go through the glass. And I'm referring to Audrey Aiden Hale, age 28, who actually attended Covenant School. Why target this school? Why target little children, um, children so young, uh, having no idea 
what was going on. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. Join us now on Fox Nation for our brand new special, Children of Serial Killers, a Nancy Grace investigation. Parents by day, killers by night. But what about the sons and daughters of brutal murderers? Are they forever haunted by their parents' crimes? What happens when they find out mommy or daddy's a killer? In this new special, we investigate the lives of children of serial killers, weaving the timelines of the parents' crimes into their home lives. Speaking directly with sons and daughters of serial killers, including the children of the Craigslist killer, the chameleon killer, and more. We hear from experts in the field. Don't miss this. Join us now for Children of Serial Killers, a Nancy Grace investigation streaming exclusively on Fox Nation. Go to foxnation.com to watch. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to go to Peyton Muse joining me, Fox 17. Speaking of what Ken Trump just said regarding maps and planning, apparently maps, uh, plans, even a written manifesto regarding what they were doing have been found. But what can you tell me about these maps and these plans? So, so far, we know that there was maps drawn out of the school in detail of surveillance regarding the Covenant School. And apparently their teacher said yesterday that there is a second location that the shooter was contemplating going to, but there was too much surveillance there. We don't know that second location. They have not provided that, but decided... Hale decided to go to the Covenant School because she knew there was less surveillance there. Guys, take a listen to our friends at Fox 11. The suspect shoots through a side door in this surveillance video released by Nashville police. Then you can see the person, identified by police as Audrey Hale, step through the door to begin her rampage. Later, the 28-year-old is seen pacing the hallway, heavily armed, as alarms are blaring. Hale enters the church office and then eventually heads towards another door. We then see Hale walking past the children's ministry. Police say the shooter was a former student at the school. So this is a very familiar area for the shooter. The shooter went 
to school here. The shooter knows the layout. They understand how to get from floor to floor in the easiest manner. Which room to visit first? Where all the students are? Where the teachers are at that time of the morning? This was like shooting a fish in a barrel once the shooter got in by shooting out glass and then just stepping through. Very difficult to believe that this shooter could get in with all the doors closed and locked. But apparently the shooter knew this and managed to find a way. Listen to more. Photos show the desperation and pain in the faces of this tight-knit Christian community. Some parents communicating with their kids during the lockdown. I'm still telling him, son, just be aware of your surroundings. We don't, not sure if it's just one shooter. You know how to get out the building. You know, these are conversations we shouldn't be having. We're failing our children. We're learning more about the victims killed, including this woman, Dr. Catherine Kuntz, who's the head of the Covenant School. Those who knew her say she died protecting the children she loved. Joining me, a ballistics expert, firearms examiner. Um, you can find Leonard Romero at ballisticsfirearmsexpert.com. Leonard, thank you for being with us. What do you make of all the weapons that Hale carried in? Oh, she was heavily armed, and you could see that, and that rig that she had on. Describe the rig the shooter had on. It basically is... Uh, um, you, it allows you to carry the rifle uh, at your side so you can bring it up very quickly. And it also allows you to carry that AR-type pistol and also uh, has ammunition pouches so that you can go ahead and carry additional magazines in it. I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got, you got to slow down for me, Leonard Romero. I mean, it, it's like the shooter is dressed up like Rambo. Yep. To go in and gun down babies little children and some school teachers it's like the shooter's like gonna crawl through the jungle and experience some type of uh attack some ambush oh yes i mean he's totally ready i mean outfitted for like you said some sort of battle it's horrific to think that's how she's thinking What's interesting, too, are the markings or the stickers that are on the firearms themselves. Explain. One of the firearms had Hellraiser or something uh, written on it. I mean, uh, so I mean, yeah, she was totally outfitted for combat, you know, which is, you know, so disturbing. The way she was just rigged up with all of that uh, ammunition and all those weapons, you know, that's a very powerful around that 223 round. Describe, tell me about the 223. The 223 is a rifle round. It's a, a small bullet that travels at an extremely high velocity. Um, it was used during the Vietnam War, still used in the military now. It's a very popular round with shooters because it's very light to carry. So you can carry a lot of ammunition with you. Um, so, um, But it, it's, it's an extremely powerful rifle round. And then, of course, she had that 9 millimeter pistol as well from the photos that I reviewed and all. But, I mean, yeah, she was totally loaded down with a lot of ammunition. To go into the elementary area of a tiny little Christian school that the shooter had actually attended. 
You know, it would be like me going into my little church back home in Macon, Georgia, the Liberty United Methodist Church. I can tell you every nook and cranny of that church, growing up in that church. So this was what it was like for the shooter to just imagine those first steps, Jason Ocean. Think about it, Jason. Think about your synagogue and your children that have been there over and over and over. It's by memory. You could close your eyes and walk down the halls. I mean, it has a, its own special smell to it. I, I remember uh, I took the children to my church back home so many times. They said, why does the Methodist church everywhere you go smell the same? And my daughter said, because God's in the carpet. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually in the car I mean, you could close your eyes and walk through, right? And imagine the shooter shooting out the glass and that first step in to the little church that Hale knew so well. Well, there's an intimacy as we're talking about. She, she knew that very, very well. The shooter has a great intimate knowledge of the surroundings. And even as she's walking, it seems that there was a calmness because she knew where she was going. Uh, and so that allowed her to tactically have an advantage. So, whoa, wait. Tactically have an advantage over what? The, the nine-year-olds? <laughs> uh, versus entering a building you're unfamiliar with. So that gave her an advantage. She had that edge of knowing where she was going versus turning the wrong way, entering a building you're unfamiliar with and you make the wrong move. She knew the shooter knew exactly what she was doing. Nancy, Ken Trump. Jump in, Ken, because I, when we, I just said nine-year-olds, I thought about my twins at nine years old. So innocent, so trusting. And really, they still are because I, I, sat, I, I know it's wrong, but I'm raising them in a bubble or trying to. But these little children had no idea what was coming, but they were afraid, Kim, because many of them were hiding, hiding in closets, hiding under desks. They knew something horrible was happening. Any school shooting is, is horrible, but when it touches the youngest, it, it's, it just, it's even more difficult and harder to process. But for the physical environment you're talking about, we do security and emergency planning assessments in school for the last three decades. Every setting is different, independent schools, uh, public schools, uh, Christian schools, but the, those schools that are attached, whether they're Catholic, Christian, uh, other type of schools that have a place of worship and they're attached there, you run into some unique issues depending on the design. You have legitimate users during the course of the day coming into the facilities for worshiping purposes. You have ministry purposes going on and then you have the education component. So the question is, is there a way to, to separate access control to that wing and to that section? But in this case, as you've said, walking through the one area into the other, uh, we always have to take a look at, is there some additional barrier that you can put to have them still connected in the same facility uh, as part of the, uh, that that unique environment, but at the same time where access to them can't just immediately be gained. But when you've got somebody who's shooting out the glass, uh, you have a whole different dynamic coming into play. But just the idea of uh, in a place of worship, having the educational piece, the school in there, sometimes we find that there's a very thin line between those functions, those, those different sections and that it creates some additional security concerns. With an assault-style rifle in hand, Hale shoots down the door. 
of the Nashville Area School stalking the hallways before opening fire on nine-year-olds and administrators. And at first, as I said, I found it so hard to believe the school just wasn't doing their job because they must not have had the doors closed and locked. They did. The shooter guns their way into the facility to gun down little children. Dr. Tim Gallagher joining me, renowned medical examiner for the entire state of Florida, also lectures University of Florida Medical School and is the founder and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference. Dr. Gallagher, I'd like to believe the children didn't feel anything. That's how I always, you know, explain it in my head. They didn't feel anything. But the truth is, they probably did. Well, the automatic weapons, uh, when they strike the body, uh, as the other um, panelists said, it's a very small round, but it travels at a very fast velocity. So the entrance wound in the human body is very small, but the exit wound is tremendous. You know, and through the exit wound goes a lot of the organs, the blood, the bone, and the tissue. You know, so it depends on a, a where the person was struck. If they were struck in vital organs, uh, they, they may not have felt anything. Their death would have been so immediate, you know, before they can feel the effects of the bullets on them. So that, that you know, in this case, you know, I don't have any uh, information as to where they were struck, but um, they were pronounced deceased uh, when they arrived at a medical facility. You know, I'm interested a bit in this manifesto the shooter wrote. And I'm looking at a picture right now. It's as if the shooter has decided to go commando. I expect to see the shooter just swinging down from a tree like she's fighting the Viet Cong in the Vietnamese War. Dressed in camo, cap on backwards. I guess what? To keep hair out of the eyes? To make sure you get a good shot at a nine-year-old? And as you heard our ballistics expert, Leonard Romero, speaking... She's wearing somewhat of a sling on her on the left side and saying she this is actually a female transitioning into male, Audrey Hill, age 28, wearing a sling on her left side um, because they, I guess, want to have as much ammo as possible to gun down, let's see, seven, eight, nine, the third graders. Guys, what do we know about Audrey Hale. Take a listen to our cut 32. This is Police Chief John Drake. The person uh, we know as uh, Audrey Hale, uh, she's a 28 year old uh, Nashvilleian. Um, we have belief, or we uh, feel that very strongly that she went to school here in the Nashville area and she went to that actual school. Um, and, uh, and so uh, there's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school. I uh, don't have all the details of that just yet. And, uh, and that's why this incident occurred. Resentment over having to, quote, go to that school. And a lot has been made that uh, Audrey Hill is a female transitioning to a male. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the shooter is male or female transitioning, not transitioning. This shooter killed three nine-year-olds plus gun down administrators as well. 
administrators dedicated to teaching children. And now we learn of some freaky manifesto. It reminds me of the Unabomber. To Dr. Teresa Gill, do you remember the Unabomber? I hate to even say it, Ted Kaczynski's name. So full of himself, so pompous that he had to leave a manifesto much as this shooter. A clear, detailed account of what they were thinking and feeling and what they were planning. And based in rage and righteousness. So we will see what comes out of her manifesto. Gunning down so many people, including three nine-year-old children. What more do we know? Take a listen to Director Don Aaron at the National PD. She entered the building... Uh, which is one structure. The church and the school are in one building. She entered on the lower floor. Uh, there were shots fired on the lower floor before she went to the upper level. And it was on the upper level where she was confronted by police and killed. Uh, so understand the scene processing will take place over at least two days, today and tomorrow. And we'll have more details for you, including the release of video, uh, perhaps tonight, but if not tonight, certainly tomorrow. We know that the Nashville School Shooter was an artist and that she had copious notes uh, regarding the shooting, a lot of drawings. It makes me realize, Peyton Muse joining me, Fox 17, it's very unlikely they knew any of the victims. Well, we know Metro Police uh, Chief John Drake had mentioned that they were not sure whether or not Hale knew any of the victims. I know they were not able to confirm whether or not there was any kind of connection that she had with the victims, meaning the children and or the staff. Maybe, maybe, Peyton, maybe the top administrator, but unlikely the substitute teacher and um, unlikely the custodian, depending on how long the sub and the custodian had been there. Uh, had they been there since the inception of the school? Were they there when the shooter went there? I mean, the shooter's 28. Had to be a while back that the shooter went there. So are, are you saying, Peyton, we're still trying to get any connection, if any, between the shooter and the victims? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Nancy, here. I know Metro Police, they told me earlier, there there's so much information and so much material that they have to go through that they still have to go through right now. And hopefully later today, we'll get more on the manifesto, more on whether or not there's a connection with those victims and the shooter. You know, Jason Ocean's another thing to consider is that the mother of the shooter was very anti-gun and wanted gun control and had many posts decrying school shootings. Is this some way of lashing out at the shooter's mother? But isn't this extreme, don't you think? Jason Oceans, you're angry because you had to go to a certain school so you could shoot it up like a mad person? Yeah, clearly high level of disturbance and doesn't know if, it, you know, I don't think we know yet whether, uh, you know, the, the manifesto will, will create some of the answers that we're seeking. Uh, mother's stricture regarding guns, the angry at school, angry at, you know, whatever the anger is that allowed her to, uh, uh, you know, to, to create this, uh, you know, tragedy. I'm looking at something, Dr. Teresa Gill, professor of psychology and psychotherapist of some of the shooters' art, and I definitely use quotes for that, 
one that really intrigued me is uh, a child's tennis shoes uh, underneath PJs and socks looking up at the sky and it says to be a kid forever and ever. What does that mean? That's really interesting. I think she's quite bright. She did well in college. She did well in school, but they have difficulty with initiating social interactions and managing successful responses and social situations. However, they have difficulty making eye contact, um, keeping on pace with communication with other people, and men. Although they have difficulties in those areas, they are extremely sensitive. Well, apparently this shooter did not have those difficulties because high school friends of Hale's were shocked to find out Hale was the shooter. They described her as an outgoing girl that they ran track with. That really doesn't sound like someone that can't make friends. One of the things she loved to do was to run around in the playground. So my sense is that there's this kid-like person in there. You could say that about Michael Jackson, too. What does that mean to me? Nothing. You continue to say nine-year-olds, nine-year-olds. Any perpetrator, because I've dealt with victims for 30-plus years, any perpetrator will pick out the most vulnerable, because those are the ones that they can be hurtful to and direct their rage on. And so, of course, nine-year-olds and, and, you know, K through sixth grade, and people who are in their 60s that do not have weapons. Um, that would be the first place to go. In fact, she had another place she was intending to go to that she decided not to because it was too heavily surveilled. So she did what most perpetrators do, and she, she picked the most vulnerable. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Leonard Romero and Dr. Tim Gallagher. First to Dr. Tim Gallagher, medical examiner for the state of Florida. Dr. Gallagher, you and I discussed, did the children feel anything or were they killed instantly? They, they suffered fear, Dr. Gallagher, because the other classmates were the ones that survived, were all hiding in closets and under desks, anywhere they could hide. So these children were most likely hiding as well. They knew something was horribly wrong. Somebody had to tell them there was danger. They were crouching around the school. And then they had to see 
the shooter coming toward them and feel extreme fear. I mean, if you are still conscious when you get, when you sustain a gunshot wound, tell us what that feels like. This is what these little third graders experienced. Right. Well, they were under a, a lot of emotional um a turmoil here. Of course, there was the fear. You know, but one thing I noticed in the video was that there was a light flashing as though it was like the fire alarm, you know, and when we were in school, anytime we heard the fire alarm, we got up, walked through the halls and we left. So now these children are being inundated by a, a very uh, mixed signals. You know, there's the fire alarm. It's time to get up and go. And then someone else telling them most likely, no, there's, it's not a fire alarm. Instead of leaving, stay in the building, you know, and, and hide yourself, you know? So they were going through several uh, orders of emotion there, but yes, uh, when you do suffer a fatal wound, it has been, or, or a serious wound, uh, the, the fear is there, but then as the strength leaves the body, the people tend to develop a sense of peace, a sense of acceptance, and a sense of, uh, this is my fate. I, I'm probably not going to survive this. I don't know if a child would think that that um, rationally. Well, I, I, you're right. And we're dealing with nine-year-olds here. And to tell you the truth, there's really not a lot of experience in this age category with this type of um, a weaponry with this type of injury, you know, um, when they do occur, they occur in, in clusters and then very spaced from each other. So it's very hard to collect this type of information, you know, but I, I could imagine them, you know, wanting their parents, you know, wanting their friends, not, not wanting to be alone. And then the shooting itself tearing through their body, but the shooter just kept going to Little Romero, uh, ballistics expert, what would this particular caliber bullet do to a body? For instance, there are hollow points that do a certain thing. There, are, there are, There's uh, bullets that mushroom inside your body. What do these bullets do? Like uh, the good doctor alluded to earlier, um, it, it, it's a small caliber bullet that's coming in at a high speed. So in my experience, the wounds are devastating that I've seen. That have, where a person's been shot with a two, two, three. Um, so it's coming in at, at, at quite a high speed. And again, uh, it depends where the person was shot. Kind of just to add a point with regards to the fear, this is an extremely loud round. When you fire these things, it's very loud. And scary. And scary, exactly. So I'm here, you know, with everything else going on, the flashing of the light, um, and everything else that couple that with the sound, I mean, it just, it, it had been horrific for these poor people, you know. And of course, we, it's become a political football like everything else is. And I want everyone to take a listen to what our president said immediately after these people were gunned down dead, including third graders and their teachers, their custodian, their administrator. Look, I hate politics. I don't trust Republicans or Democrats, but I especially want you to hear what our president had to say in our Cut 5. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. 
Folks, uh, welcome to the White House. What is wrong with him? Seriously, what is wrong with him? Jason Oceans, my longtime friend and colleague, you know, I, I, I hate politics. I think everybody in politics, for the most part, not all of them, are all lying just to get reelected. But what is that? Why did I have to hear that? How do you think those children's parents feel when they see him trot out, if he can find his way to the podium, that is, and say that? Yeah, that was callous relative to the message that he's going to talk about. It just, uh, just so inappropriate. You got to know yeah. uh, that there's a hot mic there at all times, and it just uh, it doesn't connect to the messaging after really horrible timing. Just horrible to come out and say that when people are looking for leadership and help and that's what we get you know what that's a whole nother can of worms but i want to talk about the two officers that gun down the shooter peyton muse tell me about it nancy one other thing i wanted to tell you um there was no this private school did not require and they did not have an sro on their campus Two brave officers manage to take down the shooter. Take a listen to our friends at ABC. Authorities say the shooter was armed with these guns, two assault-style rifles and a handgun, two of which were obtained legally and locally. The first about eight or ten shots were very loud. Police say when the tactical team of five officers arrived, the shooter began firing at them from a second-floor window, hitting their cruisers. Multiple victims down inside the school. Shooter is down now as well. 14 minutes after that first call, at 1027, these two officers, Rex Engelbert and Michael Collazo, confronting and killing the shooter. Rex Engelbert and Michael Palazzo, uh, straight back out to Peyton Muse. Where did they find the shooter and gun the shooter down? So from the video, what I saw I know they found the shooter on the second floor and Rex Engelbert, Officer Engelbert is a four year MNP veteran. And then Michael Colazzo is a nine year veteran. The two of them found um, her on the second floor. I want to circle back to Ken Trump, uh, president of the National School Safety and Security Services. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Now, Peyton Muse is telling me, and she's correct, that the school did not have a resource officer there. I don't know that that would have made a difference. They didn't have metal detectors. I don't think that would have made a difference since the shooter would have known about them having attended there and also uh, managed to sidestep that by shooting, a, a, shooting their way in. But what could schools do Help us, Ken Trump. Metal detector or a weapons detection system with artificial intelligence isn't going to prevent or even intervene in the incident that happened in Nashville. Most private schools do not have school resource officers. They're public officers uh, through law enforcement agencies that are assigned to traditionally to uh, public schools. They do have, in a number of the private schools we've assessed, security for off-duty officers, a cadre of their own force in some, but not all. So that's a tool because that would cut down even tighter on response time if an officer is there and able to engage uh, on that. The officers here did a tremendous job. Uh, it seems like forever if you're in the midst of that, but they move quickly. The video shows them go doing what training since Columbine in 99 shows them to do, which is to go directly to the shooter. But we saw a couple of other key things. 
the school had trained students to lock down. Some schools and some uh, law enforcement are now training to to self-evacuate to run, but you create a target-rich environment. You want to limit your availability for someone who's trying to take out people as many as they can, as quickly as they can. So good job on the lockdown. Good job on relaying information to that officer. Bottom line is this, Nancy. I have done expert witness work on the highest profile mass school shootings in this country. And while the facts and merits vary on those and other crimes at school, allegations of failures focus on allegations of failures of human factors, people, policies, procedures, training, plans, lockdowns, all the drills, communications, not failures of hardware and equipment. Having that state of mind to uh, have your children locked down, you limit the access to, to, to the shooter as best you possibly can, certainly save lives. Having someone there relaying information to those heroic police officers who moved to the sound of the gunfire, which is what they're trained to do for two, three decades now, uh, is something that is critical. The three questions here, bottom line, on this end, on the prevention, were there warning signs? Are we encouraging people to, to report if there were? And what are the grievances that people have? We don't know for sure, but it may not be a grievance that they had against the individuals in that building at that time, but it's some type of a grievance, as the chief alluded to, about the school itself. You know, Jason Oceans, uh, by the way, Will put can trump while you're the expert. Jason Oceans, you know, at first, my first thought was, wow, they, they didn't have the doors locked. Well, of course, we all know how the shooter got in. The doors didn't matter. Uh, did, did they have sensors to set off alarms? No. Would it have made a difference? No. They didn't have a resource officer. Would that have made a difference? Probably not. They didn't have a metal detector. The shooter sidestepped that by shooting their way in. I mean, I think we look for some way to have avoided it, to have avoided the whole thing. But I don't think there is one except what Trump just said, and that is trying to see the red flags waving in front of us. Nancy, I I think examining social media, uh, being more attentive to that uh, are are the keys. Uh, A lot of times these manifestos, uh, you know, are are published and having resource in our local PD uh, that is scouring this relentlessly and uh, having programs. Are you kidding me, Jason Oceans? Seriously? Local PD can hardly answer all the calls they get much less take somebody off the street to look at the internet. In a perfect world, yeah, but no government will give them money to do that. That's not going to happen. I understand that. I I think that's where the initial, it's all good intel, that's where, you know, uh, government authorities find uh, the bad guys. And I mean, look at the Parkland shooting. People kept calling police. He's going he's gonna to shoot up a school. He's going to shoot up a school. And lo and behold, he did shoot up the school. Everybody knew it was going to happen. I, I guess I'm angry right now because there's three little children dead, three adults dead because of this shooter so full of hate. And I can't help but wonder Did the shooter's family have any warning? We wait as the facts unfold. Goodbye, friend. 
This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.